everybody. Today we're going to be continuing our Bible study on the spiritual world. And I was going to do this Bible study on the armor of God. But in order to really understand the armor of God, we have to understand what we are dealing with. So, let's jump right into this. And if you have a pen and a paper, I would love for you to draw two circles overlapping each other. And I want you to put in the first circle God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. Now, the only reason I'm really comparing these two is for you to really understand how much more powerful God's kingdom is to Satan's kingdom. And I want you to understand how Satan uses his tactics just to fool every one of us. So let's jump right into this. The first point I want to point out here is 1 John 1.5. I want you to put that, that under God's kingdom. And what does 1st of John 1 5 say? It says, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. So that's going to be our first point. God is light. And this is one of his attributes, just like God is love. And why do I pull why do I bring this up? Well, ever since Satan got casted out of heaven, he wanted to be like God, and that's what got him casted out in the first place. You can read this whole entire story in Ezekiel 28, 1-26, and you can see just why God decided to kick Satan out, declaring himself as Satan was declaring himself as God. And so, if we put under Satan's kingdom, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, we can see that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. In most versions, it says... It says, and no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Or, in the ESV version, it says, and no wonder, for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so what does this mean? This means that ever since, you know, Satan wants to to be like God, he disguises himself to be like light because God is light. So if God is light, then Satan has to disguise himself to be an angel of light and to fool many believers, many other religions out there who believe in light beings, light bearers, or angels that that disguises themselves as light to guide us through this world, such as spirit guides or something like that. And they disguise themselves as an angel of light to deceive multitudes to their religion and they want to deceive and that is their main purpose which we'll get to in more later on in this bible study and i want you to just have that in the back of your mind that satan loves to deceive people and that's why we must always remember first of john 4 and i don't want to take too much time on but it says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world but this you know the spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is from God and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God this is the spirit of the Antichrist so I'll stop right there um And going back 
to this comparison, we can see that we must test spirits in order to really understand if they're disguising themselves as angel of light. But let's move on. So the second point I want to put down on God's kingdom is God is omnipresent. And we can see that in Jeremiah 23:24, where it says, Who can hide in secret places so that I can not see them, declares the Lord. Do not fill heaven, do, do, do not I fill heaven and earth, sorry, declares the Lord. So here we can see that the Lord is omnipresent. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at the exact same time. He can be here and he can be there at the exact same time, the exact same moment, saying the exact same message. And we can see that we compare this. Satan is, can only be in one time, uh, one, uh, one place in time. Just like we can see, we can read this in Job 1.7. This is when um, Satan enters heaven again. And and God's like, where have you been? And Satan's like, oh, from one place to another. And that's what we base on when we say Satan is not omnipresent. So, let's move on. God shows us that he is real. In Romans 1.18-20, John three through eight John twenty to twenty nine. Yes, God loves faith and he loves us to really have that faith even though we don't see or hear anything. But we can see that he made the whole entire universe and he made the creatures and he made the trees and he made the he made all the continents, he made you and he made me. And in this creation we can see that God exists because in a painting we know that it was done by a painter. A building is created and we know it was done by a builder. The same thing is in our universe when we see the universe we can see oh it's a beautiful painting by the way. The universe is a beautiful painting and that painting needs a painter. That painter is God. And so I want you to do more research on this because I don't want you to just believe and eat up every word that I'm saying. But if you go down to Romans 1, 18, 20, I'm going to say this again, John 3, 8, and then John 20, 29, we can see that God tries to show us that he is real. On comparison, Satan wants to hide himself. His goal is that you don't believe that he exists, nor him, nor God. We can see this in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. What does 2 Corinthians 4, 4 say, you may ask? It says, the God of this age, the God of this age is not God himself. The God of this age is referring to Satan, especially when we can see lowercase g's here. It says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So why would Satan blind unbelievers so they cannot see the gospel? Well, he wants, he wants people to be unsaved. He wants people to think that he is not true and he is not alive and that God is not alive and that God is not true. And he wants you to really grasp these lies in order for you to be lost forever. 
And I want to put the last point over here under God's kingdom. I want you to put Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 says, God wants goodness for you. And we can read in Romans 8.28. It says... says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose so God wants everything to work for your goodness he wants goodness in your life he wants peace in your life he doesn't want you to be tormented in your life and in comparison Satan wants you to be in destruction he wants you to he wants to he brings evil and he brings he brings the prowling of the of a lion trying to devour lives and souls and we can see in Ezekiel 28:15 and John 10:10 10, 10, that Satan doesn't want anything good for your life and these are the two points right here but we still have a middle and you may ask yourself well what could be uh, in a middle ground to these or a, not a middle ground more like a like a, what could be the similar between these two kingdoms if they're so vastly different well ever since like I said in the beginning of this Bible study ever since Satan was kicked out of heaven he's always wanted to be like God so what does God want and what does Satan want they both want to be praised we can see in Exodus 20 21 God's main commandment is for you to love thy God and Satan has always wanted that same thing from humans he's always wanted that same thing from everybody to get praised and we can see in Matthew 4 10 and also in Romans 1 24 to 25 that Satan always wants to be praised we can see that when Jesus was tempted in the desert which is in Matthew 4 10 we can see that he that Satan promised Jesus lots of land and lots of riches and stuff like that if he would only kneel down and bow down to him and praise Satan. And this is one of the main things that Satan uses and that's deception. He wants to deceive people and worshiping him and you ask yourself how can that be? And I want to tie this all connected back to the very first point where Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And this is where a lot of religions, a lot of people who who believe in different things than, than us Christians do, that's when, when Satan grabs them the most. When he, dis, he just gives good messages and he never comes, never fulfills his promises. He gives them good messages. He gives them good guidances that supposedly are supposed to lead you towards good but how can he lead you towards good if everything that he wants for your life is destruction and evil and i want to keep going a little bit on the enemy here because this is my main point this is how we are gonna really understand how to use the the armor of god if we really understand what we're fighting against so i want you to really understand that um, a couple more points here I wrote down it says Stephen possession is real we can see in Mark 5 1 through 20 this is like a good example of 
a demon-possessed man, but it's only one example. There's a lot of examples in the Bible that says that demons enter men and they go and and Jesus casts them out to the pigs and we have different examples of Mary Magdalene having a lot of legions even in her. So demon possession is real. And Jesus and his believers have the authority to cast demons out of the place or of a person. And we have this authority. Why? Because God is always going to be greater. Because God's power is so much powerful than Satan's power. That we have authority over these figures in our lives. And everybody else's lives and places even. We can read in Mark 5, 10 to 13. We could also read in Luke 11, 24, 25. Satan, um, Satan is scared and demons tremble at Jesus. Every time that Jesus walks around on earth, every, every time he places his hands on the person who was demon-possessed, they ran because they trembled at his power. And if we have the same power, that the Holy Spirit gives on to us, they will flee as well. And I also want to point out here that believers are safe from demon possession if they are in good connection with the Lord, of course, and they have Holy Spirit. We can see in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, sorry, 6, 19, that we can see that if you got a good connection with the Lord and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, how can there be room for an evil entity to enter you if the Holy Spirit is already inside of you? It says, don't you know that the temple of the Lord is, you are the temple of the Lord. So how can a demon enter if you are the temple of the Lord? How can they enter inside of the temple? And we also have to remember that this whole entire spiritual world world is in war. There's constant war between good and evil. There's constant war between angels and demons. There's constant war all around us and we just can't seem to see it. But I do want to remind you, God has already won the war between good and evil. He's won. And we can read this in Revelation. The very last chapters of Revelation talks about how Satan will perish into a lake of fire and everybody who went with him as well and they will perish because he has already won the battle between good and evil. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you really understand and grasp some understanding some revelation in this whole thing. I know this is a lot to take in and the spiritual world can be very confusing and very, very, a lot of different topics to be really reached out and talked about throughout this whole thing. But I really want you to know that God is with you and he understands and if you seek, you will find. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.